Hello and welcome to the July 2023 edition of the What's On Reading podcast. Although you probably wouldn't necessarily know it was July on the day that we recorded this because the rain is very, very heavy and I got wet on the way here. Where is here? I uh, I hear you ask. Well, here is Ready Pop Studios, which is on Trafford Road, in case you, you, know, you need to know that. And you may well need to know that if you ever want to come here to do any of the activities that they do here. But we're not primarily here to talk about the stuff they're doing here. We're here to talk about the stuff they're doing just on the other side of the river. And that is, of course, Ready Pop Festival which is a clear tentpole in the town's festival calendar. We have a very busy festival calendar, but Ready Pop really does stand up, uh, not just as a, as a lit, uh, you know, figurative tentpole, but they do have big tents to, to talk about what's going on in those tents and, and everything else that goes on with creating things at Ready Pop Festival and Ready Pop in general. I am joined this month by Molly. Hello. Hello. And by Eva. Hiya. You two both work for Ready Pop. Molly, you work more primarily on the, the festival so for the sake of our listeners who don't really know what Ready Pop Festival or may not know what Ready Pop Festival is, can you give a little bit of a, a summary about what's happening? So Ready Pop Festival is back for its sixth year in Christchurch Meadows in Caversham in Reading. And basically Ready Pop Festival is a very homegrown charity festival that's evolved from the Ready Pop charity itself that's based in Reading that's actually celebrating its 25th year of existence this year and so it evolved from the from the guys here the team here creating a festival that has just got bigger and better and bigger over the years until the point where we're at now where we're actually just less than two weeks away next Friday the 14th of July we will be kicking off the festival with our headline acts Sleeper and Ronnie Size, followed by Saturday Jungle Brothers Professor Green we also have Pip Blonde Rosie Plain and Echo Belly kicking off earlier in the afternoon with an acoustic set and then on Sunday we also have BBC Six music favourites Snapped Ankles and MF Tomlinson as well as Romeo Michelle from the Magic Numbers performing amongst many many more artists and really it's it's about celebrating the community of Reading having something for for everyone around the area to really enjoy there's something there for people of all ages and it's about really kind of infusing the festival along with promoting the actual Ready Pop charity itself and with that the charity also is working to support and promote 32 local acts across the stages over the three days. And these are people that have applied along with the BBC Berkshire's help. We've selected these acts to perform and we'll also this year be introducing comedy to the Little Top stages on Friday and Saturday evenings. And then on top of that, just to further what Ready Pop really is about and does as a charity in Reading, is we'll also have on Saturday the AAA Takeover, which is where the young people and other associated acts with the Ready Pop charity come to perform and have a showcase of all the, the music that they've been producing over the last few months and really channeling their creativity and giving them a platform to share that with the with the audience of Reading. So we really hope that the, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard of it before, you'll check out the website readypop.co.uk forward slash festival where you can purchase your tickets and they start from the bargain price of just £20 per adult and £1 per 
per child for a day ticket. There's a lot going on. (laughs) And it it really has grown over the years. You say it's the sixth year. And yeah, just to see the calibre, the touring acts, we'll call them, combined with the, the sheer volume of local acts that get a chance to play. And one thing I like about Ready Pop Festival is that the local acts get a chance to appear on the same stages with the same tech, the same crew and the same experience well, maybe maybe not the same backstage experience with the same riders or anything, as as the touring acts. And actually, I think Eva would be best placed to answer this one because it's actually Eva who's been dealing primarily with all the local acts and all the back and forths there. It is really interesting. I think <clears throat> in terms of the, like, you could almost say fusion of the two kind of artist people... So like the local acts with in and around Reading and then the touring acts, as you say, is something that I've not actually seen in festivals that I've gone to before. There's normally like a single stage for the up and coming acts and then the headliners on the big stages. So it's really interesting to see kind of how they perform on these stages on the main stage, you know, headlining, leading up to like someone like Professor Green or Jungle Brothers. It's also really difficult to pick who gets to kind of build into those headliners because everyone is so talented with it in Reading. The music scene in Reading is exceptional. It really is. You know, I've 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 been part of the music scene in Reading for, for, for two decades now and it's just it shows no sign of ever slowing down or, and you know, we the number of quality bands that have come out, you know, people like the Amazons, people like Sandara Karma, and the the number of, of quality acts that are just continuing to do stuff is is just uncanny. So it must be it must be really difficult narrowing down all the applications when you've only got a couple of dozen slots to to fill. It really is. So we we open the applications kind of I'd say maybe six months before the festival happens, and then we take about a month to go through all of the applications, listen to all of the music that they've sent in, watch their live performances, and then go through and narrow them down to who fits on what stage, what kind of music would work on which day. It's a lot of work, (laughs) but absolutely worth it because every year you come up with a whole new lineup and a whole different range of people that you wouldn't find unless you went digging. And it's a fun day in the office as well. When we actually do the final music selection, we kind of book the whole Ready Pop team to kind of clear their calendar and we have a full day set with lots of biscuits and crisps and snacks on side to kind of really um, yeah, go through things and make our selection and have the process as a real team effort as well. So- We've already acknowledged that, that Eva's main role for the festival has been dealing with the local band. So Molly, what's what's your job title? What what do you bring? I'm going to say, what do you bring to the table? Like that's a challenge, but that's not what really what I mean. What's, uh, you know, what's your role in all this? So I'm, I'm the official title is festival producer, but it's just kind of really just overseeing the general aspects of, of kind of really every angle of the festival, I'd say. Um, so, so really, it kind of really kicked off with um, the initial kind of production aspects as well as the booking and then the promoter hat that I put on with the booking. And then there's also the marketing, etc. that I've taken on to liaise with uh, with our local press to, to then, you know, working with the socials team that we've introduced this year that also Eva 
overseas the socials in-house and then just kind of really yeah looking my my phone is is lucky you reminded me to put it to silent Damien is all I'm gonna say because it's <laughs> yeah it's been buzzing non-stop at the minute particularly now as we're less than two weeks away it's just yeah finalizing and tying those last aspects up from everything from from bin hire to making sure the acts and the DJ spec are all there and the tech and yeah all sorts but I'm very happy with where we are and I there's nothing scary at this stage that's making me kind of overtly nervous I feel like we're we're in a really good spot to have a really good show so I'm just really excited now that that we're nearly there and we can share that with with all the public out there you mentioned bin hire and I think that's that's something that perhaps um you know a lot of people don't necessarily think about when it comes to putting on an event of of this size and this scale are those little things that you know yes it's music yes you get to book these wonderful bands and 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 see them and speak to them but also you've got to sort out the bins you've got to sort out the toilets you've got to you know make sure invoices are paid on time otherwise the marquee doesn't (laughs) absolutely and I'm really glad you went back there to the bin hire aspect because that's another thing on top of everything it's also we're looking this year to kind of really start taking action to to look at what we can do to make it a more sustainable show you know it's a key area that we're considering so that's also been in consideration in terms of who we've hired for the bins and going forward um, we have environmental advisors actually on board now from this year uh, Paul Ducker getting a little shout out there but he's on board to kind of help us and um, we're really excited post festival this year once we kind of you know we have no the knowledge of what we know from this year we're looking to set a real roadmap for things going forward where we can even you know make some more kind of key markers into where we can make differences in terms of our goals for for more sustainability and more environmentally friendly impactful stuff I mean that is of all the things to aim for that that is a wonderful thing to aim for you know some people would go much more for the glory seeking in a in a you know promotional programming curatorial sense but but I think that's that's absolutely a, a great thing to aspire to speaking of promotional and you mentioned the tickets earlier I remember when this year's festival went on sale and the the tiers, the first, second and I think third tiers all sold out within something like half an hour. I mean, that that is unprecedented for a local <laughs> festival, I'd say. And, and I'm guessing it was entirely unexpected at, at your end, too. Hugely. I think now it's, it's safe to say it was very overwhelming, positively overwhelming. To literally put it into perspective, we didn't actually expect to go into the tier that we ended up in on our first day, on our first launch, until April. So that really kind of, to, to bear in mind that we actually launched the start of March. Yeah, the start of March. We were a month ahead in a day. <laughs> so, so yeah, it really did take us by surprise. But that, that support, it just really shows that there's a real support for this. We also could see that the majority, like literally to around 98% of those initial sales on that initial day were a local postcode. They were local customer base who were returning from being supportive from all the years that it's been happening in in 
Christchurch Meadows. So that's that's yeah, that's really amazing. It's it's great to have such great local support. And if you're listening to this and you've not been to Ready Pop Festival before, I do I do heartily recommend it. Um, I'm not just saying that because I'm you know I'm in their house right now and I'm looking <laughs> straight at two of them. Um, I've been before and it's always it's always a great time and it's always a great time for families as well as you know you know normal music. You know it's it's more than just a music festival, isn't it? And you, obviously you, you say you've, you've got the comedy this year, but there's all sorts of other stuff. That's right there's there's so much stuff there's workshops so really I think I'll start with the fact that that really it's really enthusing that this is a charity festival created by the charity using the charity in-house team so the same team that are out there apart from myself I'm the one solo person that's full-time festival but Eva and the rest of the team Amy, Abby, Harrison and Louise, and then Gavin overseeing things. We're a small team putting on a big production. And in amongst that, the guys do incredible charity work all the way through also getting this festival to production. And they'll also be then taking that part of the charity to the festival. So they'll be doing workshops across the, the festival site on the Sunday. There'll be DJ workshops. There'll be circus kind of acts to get involved in on the Sunday for families. There's the indie stall market as well. So we're promoting local businesses and giving them a platform to actually have their market stalls at Ready Pop. And then local food traders. And we predominantly, we're all about encouraging local sourced and locally promoting local goods as well so so everything that we try to do we really try to keep it as localized as we can Eva as well I think maybe if you could add a bit more about the actual charity and and how you guys have been finding it I think certainly it does put there is that strain in the like this exact period where your mind is split in two because for everyone in the office who isn't working on festival, they're still doing day-to-day charity jobs. So we have kids come in for one-to-one sessions. We have our Friday workshops. We we do holiday workshops. We do kind of going to schools and teaching them music. Um, And then there's me and Molly going, oh my God, here's a festival thing that everyone must hear about. (laughs) And so it's really hard to kind of keep your mind centered on the charity work that you're doing when there is a festival imminent that you will also be doing. But um, I think, yeah, like Molly said, it's really impressive because I get to kind of take a step away from my charity job and do the festival. Like right now I am predominantly festival doing the occasional other thing, but like for everyone else, they are predominantly charity. And then just on the Friday of the festival, they are suddenly festival. Um, But they do, yeah, like Molly was saying, you know, we've got workshops, we've got, I don't know, I think Harrison might be doing caricatures. Um, (laughs) We've got Jelly coming in, local Reading charity, to do arts workshops in the children area. We've got DJ Men, we've got a Punch and Judy show. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of kind of family activities because we want it to be the kind of place where you can go and listen to your favourite band and know that your kids are 
fine over there <laughs> and you can have a pint. So I actually got a sneak preview last Friday. I popped my head into some of the rehearsal space on the AAA session. So it's AAA is basically the Friday youth, youth work, youth club. And I popped my head in just to see if I could see some of the, the young people in there and see get a sneak preview on the on the songs that they were coming up with for the festival. And wow, like I am so excited to see these guys perform on the stage because it's going to be amazing. The songs that they've written for the festival are just, I can't even put into words just how 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 amazing they've the, the songs are that they've managed to, to put together and the enthusiasm and the excitement and the energy for it is, is just really, that's that's the motivator, Ava, is, is kind yeah. of, yeah, the fact that this is the, we are going to make this the best we can make it. For sure. Yeah. I can wholeheartedly say that the AAA takeover last year was the highlight of pretty much everyone in the office's weekend. Everyone was crying because it's like these kids have never performed on a stage before and now they're at a festival. Um, so watching them grow from kind of ever so slightly timid to belting their songs on stage that they've written themselves in a Friday session is so powerful. That would be, if you're going to go go for the takeover, personally. (laughs) (laughs) That energy and enthusiasm is very clearly infectious based on on the big... I mean, obviously, this is audio, you can't see it, but the big grins on their faces (laughs) is wonderful. So... We've talked a little a bit about what Ready Pop does outside of the festival. And I guess that kind of, it almost brings the question, what is Ready Pop got coming up post-festival? I mean, I'm guessing for you guys, it's, it's you know, full night's sleep <laughs> yeah. and a big cup of tea. But I mean, for, for Ready Pop, what's coming up for, throughout the rest of the summer, I suppose? So obviously we work with young people. So we kind of work on a school schedule. So the festival's the weekend before the last week of school and then we once it gets to holidays we do holiday sessions once a week instead of the AAA Friday drop-in sessions so those are normally on a Thursday in the middle of the day and it's a drop-in from anyone from I believe 16 to 25 year olds who just want to come to the studio and make music with other people it's just a nice meetup and then um, we also do music meetups every other month I believe at the Biscuit Factory so we get a panel to come and talk about some aspect of music that might be appealing to the general public. The tickets are always free and it's just quite nice to sit and listen to people talk about something that obviously we all find quite interesting, otherwise we wouldn't be working for the charity. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's a, that's a bit of a cue to, to talk about what else is happening this month in, 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 in July in Reading, as fun as talking about Ready Pop Festival is, you know, that we should probably talk about what else is on in July it's not the only festival in town because, as I said before, this is a town full of festivals. We have Revival Reading coming to Reading for the first time. That if uh, if you were a teenager in the late 90s, early noughties, and you like bands like Five and Blue and Baby D and Big Brothers and Blazing Squad, that is the festival for you because <laughs> that's who's playing and that's in Prospect Park. The weekend before Ready Pop, it's the Bastille Day Festival in Fortbury Gardens. Two days of French music, culture, entertainment, food, 
which is probably the best pit. That's going to be lots of fun uh, again, and that's running for two days uh, this year, which is just wonderful. There's also the Marvelous Festival, which is up in Dinton Pastures. It's the big tribute band festival celebrating its 10th anniversary this year with a, a wonderful... If it was the real bands, that would be the best lineup for any concert. But, you know, Mark Boland is no longer with us, so I th- and, and neither is Freddie Mercury. But, you know, there's, there's tributes to Queen and T-Rex and Madness and Coldplay and Taylor Swift and so many more. There are things other than festivals going on in Reading as well, which you can find on whatsonreading.com, of course, because that's where everything that's going on in Reading, or at least, well, not quite everything. We haven't quite managed to get everything on there yet, but we're working on it. So, another busy, busy month. Lots of stuff going on outdoors, and it's the weather for it, except today. Hopefully the rest of July will be better than the day we're recording this. Hopefully you'll find something you enjoy. Hopefully we'll see you down there at one of these festivals or or somewhere else. And all that really leaves me to say now is thank you to my guests. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Just no matter what the weather, come 14th of July to the 16th of July, it's going to be worth getting a ticket and coming down. And at the very least, knowing that you'll be supporting an incredible charity to continue doing the incredible work that Ready Pop does. So thank you. Thank you, Damien. And thank you to Eva. Thank you very much. Short and sweet. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to Ready Pop for for putting us up. It's nice to finally visit here. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll be back again next month with another podcast. Mm -hmm.